Hello and welcome to EM Talk. EM Talk is a podcast sponsored by Axon Education and the Texas EMS School, and we are devoted to diving into the real world of EMS and everything relative. We interview real EMS providers, real hospital providers, real patients, and get the real story on what's going on currently in the world of EMS and what we can do to make it better. Hello and welcome to EM Talk. This is your host, Judd Smith. And today we are talking Friday the 13th. So, uh, odd topic for EMS as a whole. Uh, really, nothing to do with EMS in general, except for the gen. You know, you've got your superstitions, um, full moons, Friday the 13th, Halloween, New Year's Eve, those kinds of things. Those are the holidays where we expect to do a lot of work, or the uh, times of year that we expect to do a lot of work. And Friday the 13th has always been one that that sticks with me because I'm a huge fan of horror movies. So um, Friday the 13th, if you walk into my office uh, where I work, you're going to see posters and characters from different horror movies, and it's just kind of my thing. And Friday the 13th, of course, is Jason Voorhees. That's the, the slasher that was created for Friday the 13th. The original movie was just his mother and uh, taking revenge for the loss of her child at a camp where she felt the counselors were not paying any attention and they let her kid drown and then the following movies after that when it became a franchise starting with part two you've got Jason Voorhees and he's the hockey mask killer with the with a machete and that's kind of what he's known for now in part two he just has a basically a burlap sack or a pillowcase over his head Um, doesn't really come into the mask until later but once he does it creates this I don't know this uh, mythical being basically in the movie world and uh, and since then we've had a whole lot of those kind of guys created or women whatever whatever it may be whatever the franchise is and so I wanted to spend a few minutes talking about one of my favorite Friday the 13th movies um, because it does relate to EMS. So, yeah, we're going to talk about Friday the 13th Part 5, New Beginning. And if you've never seen this movie, let me give you a a brief summary so that, uh, you know, this isn't going to be a a movie commentary necessarily. Um, Just kind of talking about it in general. So let me give you a brief uh, summary of this movie. So in the previous movie, you have Tommy Jarvis. And Tommy Jarvis in part four is played by um, Corey Feldman. Yeah, Corey Feldman. And Corey Feldman is just a kid in this movie. It's like right before he filmed Goonies, um, shortly before. And in this movie, he's this weird kid, and he makes masks, and it's just real interesting. And anyways, he ends up running into Jason Voorhees, and to protect his family, he kills Jason Voorhees. Um, kills him by hitting him a bunch of times with a machete. All right, real cool. So, fast forward to part five, and now Tommy Jarvis is a 18, 19-year-old kid, maybe 17, 18, 19, somewhere in there. And he uh, has just gotten out of a sanitarium. Um, He's being taken to a halfway house located somewhere in or around 
Camp Crystal Lake, which is where all this stuff started. So really not a great place for a trauma victim to return to. Um, and so uh, you find Corey Feldman, but he's not Corey Feldman now. Now he's just Tommy Jarvis played by some other guy. And he is being taken to this halfway house. And at this halfway house, eventually in the movie, uh, you get to know some of the other characters, and one of the characters gets really frustrated with this annoying guy about a chocolate bar, and he uh, ends up killing him. And so, and so once this this guy gets killed, um, these this EMS crew arrives. You know, back in the day, uh, EMS crews would come and help take the body away. Um, and they came to evaluate, and this guy's chopped up in pieces, so he's obviously not coming back. And um, you see that one of the uh, one of the EMS crew, one of the paramedics, responds pretty poorly to this guy being chopped up. And you know, nothing is mentioned about it. And eventually, we just move on, and the movie goes on. And so, as the movie progresses, we discover that. Uh, Jason Voorhees, or the hockey mask killer, is is roaming around this area, and he's coming back after Tommy Jarvis, and he starts killing all these halfway house members, um, these kids, and eventually it comes down to a showdown between Tommy Jarvis, Pam, one of the uh, counselors, and uh, another another person there, and so. Um, we discover after the final battle that it actually was Roy, the paramedic who freaked out about the dead kid at the very beginning. So, not who we expected it to be. And ob for obvious reasons, I have honed in on this because Roy, the paramedic, is the killer instead of Jason Voorhees, which this is the only one of these franchise movies besides the first one where Jason Voorhees is not the direct killer. And so we have Roy the paramedic and what it, <laughs> what it made me think of is how did Roy come to the decision to one take revenge on on all these people. I mean the the guy who killed him is ends up in jail. If we never see that guy again. The guy who kills him ends up in jail and we never see him again so why he would do this I really don't understand but he takes his revenge out on everyone who's left and I guess he kind of feels like the the um, doctor and the nurse who are there at the halfway house are responsible for this behavior and so he's gonna teach them a lesson I guess and so I guess I, I would think about one have I ever seen anything that made me freak out like that like he if you look at his face he's like horrified um almost like he's never seen never seen a dead body before and I get that later on they make the connection that it was his kid obviously a kid he didn't care much about because he didn't even know he was at the halfway house um so not much of a connection there uh, but he responds pretty poorly to it. And so I was thinking, you know, what are the things I've seen that have made me kind of startled or, or concerned or whatever? And I guess there's a few calls that I've had that made me feel that way. And um, then I start thinking, would I ever feel the need to, like, 
get revenge on the people that that caused this this terrible thing to happen and I can't think of one call where that would happen but again I have to consider that this stretch of a situation this guy is this dude's dad um and so you know I can see the the anger he might have in that situation but what I want to do is is examine um Roy's kills uh from the perspective of a paramedic okay and so um we're gonna look at some of the kills that Roy has throughout the movie and we're gonna see if we think that those kills are you know something that a paramedic might come up with so here we go here's here's one uh in this scene he is he's got this guy trapped up against a tree and he's put a belt around the guy's head and he's behind the tree and he is twisting this belt with a stick to tighten it kind of like a tourniquet and so i think that this one's pretty realistic he thought okay how do i make a tourniquet well i, I put a stick in there and i tie it real tight and it just keeps getting tighter and tighter and tighter and so he puts it around this guy's head and the head is trapped against the tree and he's got the tourniquet or the belt all the way around the tree and he's twisting and so eventually obviously crushes the guy's head so to me that's a pretty realistic kill for a paramedic to come up with i mean it totally makes sense to me that a paramedic would think okay um tourniquet i'll use a tourniquet to kill somebody and so this is a kill that tells me that hey this really could be roy the paramedic so now let's go to another kill the next one we have is going to be demon which is reggie this little kid who's at the camp it's his brother um his older brother and demon is you know he's using the bathroom he's in a like a porta party weird little porta party with i don't know it's got metal walls on it and so he comes out of the porta potty and what he discovers is oh crap uh my girlfriend's dead and her throat has been cut okay totally a normal everyday way for a killer to kill somebody but the cut is deep enough to go through the trachea and the carotid arteries so that tells me hey maybe this guy does have some knowledge of where these th these parts of the body might be is some biology knowledge some anatomy and physiology um and so to me that's a perfectly realistic way for a paramedic to kill somebody so let's see the next one we've got demon here and he is trapped in the bathroom and roy the paramedic is running steel poles through the bathroom walls really sharp poles trying to get uh demon and he gets him in the leg which he obviously can't see where he's getting him um this one to me doesn't say paramedic it's not precise he can't tell where he's stabbing um he can't see him so to me this says you know maybe he's he's just kind of doing whatever he can do he's functioning however he can figure out how to function um which isn't realistic to me so i would say this one doesn't say hey this is roy the paramedic 
Then we're going to get to our next one. And we have a female who somehow didn't notice a dead body in her own bed as she rolls over to go to sleep. Um, we don't know how that guy got, got it. We do know that uh, Roy the paramedic is under the bed um, and ends up stabbing her through the bed with the machete. Uh, again, he can't see where he's where he's going. He can't see where he's going, and any paramedic would know that you can't just stab anywhere. I mean, you can cause some good internal damage, but if you're really going to kill them and kill them fast, you have to know exactly where you're stabbing. You have to be very precise about it. And so, Roy the paramedic here, does this doesn't scream paramedic. This, this says to me, I'm a guy who doesn't know what I'm doing, but I gotta get this kill. Um, the kill count has to go up. That's, you know, the theme of a horror movie. And uh, Roy the paramedic is not very precise right here. So, I don't know. This says to me, it could, maybe it's not Roy the paramedic. Maybe Roy the paramedic is a decision that was made later when writing this movie. And now we've got Weird Girl who has decided she's going to um, dance to some, I don't know, pretty strange music. And she's just popping, locking. And she can't hear. Can't hear a thing because the music is just so loud. And so here comes Roy the paramedic. And he's going to fix this problem. He won't take any more of this terrible dancing, I'll tell you that. There he goes. He's going to choke her. And again, he, he can see where he's going, but he goes straight through the center of the body. Which, to me, that doesn't make any sense. That's not the best spot to go if you're going to kill somebody, except for maybe you could get their aortic artery. Um, which, if that's the case, if we're being that specific, then sure, I could see that, that maybe he could do that. Alright, so we're coming to the final showdown here. Roy the paramedic has had all manner of things done to him that would have killed any normal paramedic, I'll tell you that. Uh-oh. Roy sees something. And there's Tommy Jarvis, here to try to fight... Roy the paramedic. Okay, so at this point, Roy is not going to get any other kills. Roy is going to be defeated in this part of the movie by a little kid and a and a lady, and that's about the extent of it. And so they think that they've kicked him over the edge out of this barn and just didn't quite make it. And so, boom, he falls on a bed of spikes. 
And that is when they discover that it is Roy, the paramedic, and not Jason Voorhees. So, you know, Roy has some good kills in this movie, and some of them say to me, okay, that's something a paramedic would do. I have to look at it like, you know, maybe... Maybe it has nothing to do with him being a paramedic. Maybe none of it is relevant to him being a paramedic. Maybe all of it is just relevant to he's crazy and he's killing people. But I wanted to analyze some of those kills if I could see the tendencies that a that a Roy the paramedic would have if he were to become a crazed masked killer. And so it makes me think about the other Friday the 13th movies as well. And some of the injuries that happened to... Jason Voorhees and how he possibly could survive these injuries and so let's let's review some of these things we've got um, obviously stabbed and hit obviously stabbed and hit multiple times you know just an un, uncountable incalculable amount of times you've got hanged you know he gets he gets hung at one point which doesn't do the trick um, he has axe, he's been hit with an axe, um, he's been shot, electrocuted, drowned, and a few other different things, um, any of which would have killed Jason Voorhees, would have killed a person, but I guess what we, what we find out later in these in this wonderful film franchise is that Jason Voorhees is essentially an undead monster. Um, at some point he becomes undead instead of a human and he is capable of things that are surviving things that any normal person or killer would not be able to do. And that's just due to his you know, his undead status. And so if you think about it like that, you think about it like a, a strong kind of functioning zombie type situation, um, Jason Voorhees is a pretty formidable guy at that point, or monster, because there's really nothing you can do to him to end him. Um, turns out you can't even blow up his head and end him, because he might fall on a nano... Uh, bite machine or nano I don't know what those things are these uh these little robots and nanites I guess and they uh repair Jason when he goes to space yes for those of you that are unaware Jason does make a very nice trip to space um and it happens 400 years in the future uh so totally viable situation for Jason to end up in space uh anyways so what we discover is there's really nothing that can stop him and with nothing able to stop him it's difficult for any other human to mimic uh, Jason Voorhees and so Roy the paramedic is a very odd thing for the makers of this franchise to do there you know you write a story and it's supposed to be about this unstoppable being for the most part and instead you put Roy the paramedic well how are we supposed to believe Roy the paramedic can survive any of those things and so at the end of the movie when you find out it's Roy the paramedic you're like mm, 
how though? How is it Roy the paramedic? So, anyways, this is a, a just a brief, fun little analysis and kind of jumping into the holiday spirit of Friday the Thirteenth. Um, I hope that all of you will enjoy some Friday the Thirteenth movies today. Um, this is not a long episode, so uh, listen to it and then jump out there and go and enjoy the holiday. Um, everyone stay safe. Uh, avoid any paramedics named Roy. And I hope you'll join us next time on EM Talk. <laughs>